0: Welcome to the Her Sports Story podcast, where we share in the stories of former female athletes, connect on the transition out of sport, and create a space where the Always an Athlete tribe can come for connection and inspiration. I'm your host, Bethany Crouch, founder of the Her Sports Story blog and podcast, and former competitive gymnast of 15 years to an athlete advocate professional. It makes my heart so happy to connect in and share these former female athlete stories. And I am so grateful and excited that you are here to join us. Her Sports Story family, I'm so happy you are here today. Thanks so much for tuning in because today we have a very special guest, someone that is near and dear to my heart. She is a former gymnast, former club teammate of mine, and we have been friends since a About 10 years old so about 18 years which is I think actually going on 19 which is crazy but anyway we are having a conversation about all things after sport conversations that we have had on our own time so many times And in this instance, we are sitting on her bedroom floor putting on our makeup before we go out to a Marin Morris concert. So through this conversation, we touch on everything from finding new hobbies after a sport. We talk about when you have to leave your sport, not on your terms. We chat about finding some new fitness passions. And then Bailey shares her advice for the athlete just transitioning out of their sport. So I couldn't be more excited and more proud to share this episode with you all. her sports story tribe. I am just so happy and there are so many reasons as to why I'm so happy. First off, I am in Texas. Why you ask? Because my best friend, one of my childhood best friends, of course we connected via sport, is what brought me to Texas. We were teammates for gosh, I think, almost 10 plus years. Oh,
1: easily 10 plus.
0: Yeah. And that's Bailey. You just heard her <laughs> chime <Hello>. in there. <laughs> but we just wanted to hop on and chat a little bit about Bailey's sports story and just how it kind of shaped her life and moving into her career. And we, we talk about this stuff all the time and have chatted about it ever since, we both kind of retired. So, it's near and dear to our hearts obviously, but I will let Miss Bailey a step introduce herself.
1: Thank you, Beth. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be on this podcast today. Um, I'm Bailey, as she has so nicely introduced me. I have known Beth basically my entire life mm-hmm. and uh we did gymnastics together. We went we did club gymnastics and then we went on and played, we played, we, uh, did did. gymnastics (laughs) in college. It's a lifestyle. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I'm excited to be here today and gymnastics was essentially everything for me. It was my life. We trained 30 hours a week. Like I know Beth has made this joke before, but it was my boyfriend, Jim. Um, When I couldn't go hang out with my friends in high school, it was because I was with the gym and it was like this ongoing thing. But, yeah, I mean, everything that has come of my life, I attribute back to that sport. Both the good and the bad. Um, Yes. Because we all know that there are peaks and valleys when you're an athlete. And I think, I mean, I know me and Beth have talked about this a lot because it's something that I've struggled with or struggle with um, still is kind of having to leave your sport and saying goodbye to it and how some people are very very lucky and they get to have that I call it an expiration date especially in gymnastics like you know that that's the end you know that's your last meet you kind of you get to have that closure Mm -hmm. but then you have other situations like my own where injury kind of forces you out and you don't you don't get a say in
0: that one yeah but
1: yeah
0: yeah, and so I think, if I can remember back to when we, like, first bonded, because we went to the same gym or same club, but we weren't, like, in the same group until I think one day we were both vaulting or, like, trying to trying to learn a certain vault, and I believe we bonded over the struggle that we were both having with said vault, um, especially when said club coach was, you know, <laughs> extremely frustrated <laughs> with us both, and... I'm, There were tears probably involved.
1: I'm sure at that point I was getting corrected in French and Russian because that was where the frustration comes from. You knew that it was bad when you were getting corrected in another language because at that point they were just done with (laughs) you.
0: That was the the telltale sign of that.
1: That's how you knew.
0: Yeah. But I think that's how we like kind of, I think initially connected and then we like put in the same group or level and... I was so fortunate to have Bailey, you know, kind of go to college before me in a way because I got a glimpse into college gymnastics. And Bailey was there when I like quit gymnastics twice, came back, didn't know what to do with my life. Um, You know, all of those adolescent fun years. But I will say that one, besides being my best friend an incredible teammate and Just an amazing gymnast as well. The perseverance that you have, Bailey, is like unreal because like she mentioned, like injury took her out of her sport and that's not, you know, you don't get to decide that. So we have, of course, feelings about how we leave a sport and I think us as humans, we want like the end to be our decision. We want the end, we want to end on a high note, right? Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. you, you want it. You want it to be that glorious moment Mm -hmm. where you ride away into the sunset. Fairy tale, yeah. You're like, and that was the end. (laughs) Happily ever after. It's so true, but we like, as we know, that's just not not life. Even though there still seems to be this uh, perception or society kind of preps us in a way for like the senior year, the senior meet, uh, the best exit. Oh. Um, But you know that's not the case. So I, and Bailey and I have connected, of course, one, we like text every, every day. So you're, you're getting a glimpse into a, gosh, so from 10 years old, an yeah. 18 year long relationship we've had. God, we're wow. old. We, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Time flies. But let's chat about like, even just finding what's next after sport whether Mm -hmm. that is like through your career or even through fitness I know both of us like we it was a struggle and yeah yeah talk shed some light on that process and kind of how you feel that of course you didn't get to end the way you wanted to so how did you cope with that yeah so
1: I would say we'll start with your second question just Mm -hmm. for chronological purposes Mm -hmm. um Coping was I think that at first it was almost like shell shock.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh it took me a while to kind of realize how hard it was on me. I think that there was a part of me that it happened right at the beginning of season mm-hmm. and then I had pretty gnarly surgery and so I was on crutches, you know, I was still getting to interact with the team. I was injured and everything, but at that time there really was no coming back for me. Like my mm-hmm. knees were shot. There was mm-hmm. no more after that. And so I think that once I healed enough to where I would have started training again and then I wasn't was when the coping really had to begin. And Mm -hmm. I, I'll be honest, I had to separate myself from the sport a little bit. Um, just, just for my own sanity because it was hard. You know, I have, I was so excited and proud for all of my friends and teammates and everything. And I tried to be somewhat connected, but at the same time there was a part of me that was like, why wasn't that me? Mm -hmm. You know, you have that, you have that feeling and, I think that a lot of that I had to start doing new things i I got a job yes. <laughs> i Adulting. i replaced i replaced training with mm-hmm. um working and mm-hmm. that kept my mind off of it you know had some money coming in that was nice um but then I realized i think. Probably the hardest thing about just being done with the sport in general, but are also like the timing of mine that mm-hmm. it kind of just happened all of a sudden was figuring out that I didn't really know what else I liked. Yeah. I didn't, um, I, I had never done a hobby, you know, we didn't have time for hobbies. We mm-hmm. were, we were training all the time. And so all of a sudden it's like, I can't do gymnastics anymore because my body literally can't take it. But I need something else like I need to figure out what my passion is what like there has to be more this can't be the end for me and so um I ended up finishing college at Sac State and then I went to grad school in Texas and I think for me that was like that new fresh start that I needed Mm -hmm. and like I said I separated myself from the sport a little bit for just for mental purposes of forcing myself to get to know other people and I didn't really alienate friends or anything like that but I just didn't go out of my way to go to gymnastics meets I didn't watch it on tv very often you know I used to know everyone that was about to be on the Olympic team and all of a sudden I was kind of like I don't I don't want to know like I just I'm separate but I think that there were a few different aspects you asked about like what did I do after what
0: Mm -hmm. so with
1: the coping I had to start over I had to find myself again it was a completely new identity I couldn't tell people oh I'm an athlete because in my head I'm still an athlete like I'm always I'll always be an athlete but I wasn't physically active in a sport anymore so that identity shift was like whoa Mm -hmm. um fitness is a hard one because for so long we had regimented you show up at this time you do this warm-up you go to this event and you do this and then you go home and it was like great they did it all for us right. this is <laughs> um, true. <laughs> but now i know i i do very well with um i like at home workouts when i can get them done i've found a lot of um just like youtube videos that mm-hmm. i can do and then i i did join a gym so yay me uh <laughs> but going to a gym i still feel kind of like i don't know what i'm supposed to be doing here So I started doing cycling classes which Mm -hmm. are like spin classes and that's been awesome because you literally show up the instructor kicks kicks your butt and you're done and it's like yes Mm -hmm. got something out of this that Mm -hmm. was fantastic. So classes are really good for me because there's a lot less thinking and wondering and like what am I doing here Uh, because they help regiment that for us. Um, Outside of that Ooh, finding hobbies, that has been that has been an adventure in itself because mm-hmm. there's a part of me that wants to do all this stuff and then I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, I've taken a photography. I am an amateur photographer. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't ever plan on being a professional. That's not something I would go into a career. But I love doing it. Mm-hmm. Um I like taking pictures, I like feeling creative and artsy and maybe other people like them, maybe not, but whatever. It's fun. It's something to get me out of the house and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um I also started, I think probably the biggest thing, and for anyone out there that's struggling with this identity search, or like this feeling of, you know, when I got injured and hurt, there was a part of me that almost felt like I had failed, because, you know, I tried for so long to reach this Mm -hmm. goal of getting through college gymnastics, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, not even an option anymore. Yeah. And I, I, it, I did not fail. Like I got hurt. That mm-hmm. was just that was just the circumstance. You have to roll with the cards that you're dealt. Um, you have to figure out how to make the best of that hand. And I think that it took me a while to come to that. So if any of you are going through that, I feel for you. I know that feeling. But it's not when injury happens like that. It's not a failure. It's, it's just an obstacle that you have to figure out how to overcome. And sometimes you have to adapt. Sometimes that means changing things. A lot, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's definitely something that can make you stronger and more. What's the word? Um, it'll make you per like if you persevere, it'll make you it'll make you tougher. Mm-hmm. Um, because you looked something in the face that was trying to say, "I'm going to destroy you," and you said, "Nope, we're just going to change course a little bit."
0: Right. So good, and there's so many points you hit on there, especially like. When you leave your sport, there are some people that can like, "Oh, I'll just go into coaching, and that's their way of coping. And then I think I feel like similar with me and you, it was kind of like, no, we gotta like create some space. Yeah, it's like when you break up with a boyfriend, you're like, no, we yeah. gotta like, I don't want to keep texting you. <laughs>
1: we we gotta, can't just be friends right, We <laughs>
0: gotta actually like break up officially. Mm-hmm. Um, so great point there. And then, I think as far as like fitness and of course what I've found and very similarly to you is that this concept of being coached, right? Like it's still ingrained in us after 15 plus years of the sport and stepping away, I think we're both like almost a, a decade out of the sport now, which is so crazy. Yep. Um, but it, it still resonates with us. And we were shaped from a young age to be coached. So yeah, showing up for that spin class and being able to respond in that way and get your workout in and be pushed is, it's no surprise when we think about it that yeah. we're like, oh, that that's actually a really good option for us. Yeah. <laughs> But, and then the hobbies part, I think you bring up a good point with, like, photography. Hobbies, like, you don't, it doesn't have to be your everything. I think when we leave sport, we're like, okay, we need something to replace it of that, of that level. And the fact is, it's, like, it's not there. You know, like, it shouldn't even be compared. Yeah. Because they're just, it's so separate, two separate categories. But I know that we all, like search for that feeling that we had in sport with something else. And I think that's just a, you know, a part of the, I would say, grieving process. Yeah. Right. But it just totally (laughs) circles back to we are humans living like this human experience uh, with souls that want to try different things. And you can do photography for fun. It does not have to be. A job, right? So I think anyone exploring hobbies, like, don't I would say, don't be like critical of those hobbies. Like whatever is calling you and lights your soul up, do it, try it,
1: and don't be afraid to be bad at it. Yes, we are athletes are perfectionists. You want to be the best. Mm -hmm. You were you were bred for competition. Mm -hmm. Like that's that's essentially what it is. That Mm -hmm. was drilled into you. And hobbies, you. I mean, it's fun when you're really good at something, but it's also fun to try new things that you may be terrible at, and that's okay. <laughs> yes, yes, and that's like, okay. Like, don't be afraid to be bad at something. Yeah. Because I think that you miss mm. out on a lot of getting to try. Even, you can circle that back to fitness. Yeah. like. I was terrified before a spin class because I had never done it before. Oh. I was like, I don't know how to move yeah. the seat on the bike. What do I do? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that my first spin class, my bike was like two, two pigs higher than oh, it should have been. been. Yeah, Because I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Not going to yeah. ask. We're going to figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> and it did get better when I fixed it, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, don't be afraid to be like bad at stuff. Because, I mean, that's how you figure out... You may be bad at like three things in a row and then that fourth one is like, "Oh hey, I like this." Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty good at it. Like, yeah. You just you have to put yourself out
0: there. Yeah, and I think it comes from an aspect of because as an athlete, I feel like we take life really seriously. You know, you are seriously training and granted you have fun with your teammates and are enjoying that aspect of it, but I think overall we took ourselves very seriously to get the, you know, to get the good grades in school, to meet the expectations of coaches and judges and sometimes parents. So in this next chapter after sport, like you don't have to take yourself that seriously. And I say that in the best way, like with so much love behind it. And that's something once my mom told me when I was stressing out at work, because as I've kind of mentioned in some of my other podcasts, I like... Replaced my career my professional development career with gymnastics. So I just like rolled right into it and Bailey will tell you that I was doing like three internships at a time and just running and then I get into my I would say like my second full-time role and I'm stressing out my hair is breaking like it it was all bad and I Sat burnt. With, I was sober, and I sat with my mom for, you know, lunch or coffee, probably crying, because, you know, when you see mom, it's, like, it's all over, um, but I remember sitting there with her, and she was, like, I was telling her everything I was going on in my life and whatnot, and she literally, like, looked at me, and she's, like, you take yourself way too seriously. <laughs> like, you're a big deal, and I appreciate that you're trying to be a big deal and be successful, but you're not that big a deal like we're again we're supposed to enjoy life and that includes having fun releasing expectation and just like totally feeling that free spirit sometimes and not putting judgments on it so that's my little add to that is don't take yourself too seriously in life after sport or you know even if you're in it right now try to see try to see the light there. Cause it yeah. probably would have helped us. <laughs> right. Oh,
1: for sure.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, cause so like, I feel like I had to catch myself because I was constantly chasing that competition feeling, mm-hmm. that competitive, like adrenaline rush. Yeah. And I was constantly looking for where can I get this from somewhere else? The reality mm-hmm. is, I don't think I'll ever find that type of feeling again. Like yep. that was that was unique and wonderful from sport. Like mm-hmm. that was that was something I will never forget. But that can't be manufactured anywhere else. It's not yes. something you can create. It's a it's it's not something that I can replace. Yep. And so I think once I got to that realization of like, mm-hmm. okay, that was a unique and I'm thankful for it, but right. that that was That was that moment. And so now I'm looking for what's next. Like, am I, you know, is it, it's going to be happy. It's going to be fulfilled. Mm -hmm. It's going to be passionate. Like, it's just going to be dorky and I'm going to love it. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, I'll look back on it and love it. Like, life is all about experiences and you have to be open to those new ones and not try to recreate all the
0: past ones that you've had. So true. That's such a good point. And I don't know if Bailey mentioned earlier, but one of her hobbies is writing. And I cannot wait for the day her book comes out. You all will love it. It's going to take you into another world. She let myself and one of our other good friends, again from Club Gymnastics, <laughs> read it. This is a long-going, long-term relationship here but uh, she let us read it and I was so proud. It's so cool to see like your teammates evolve and when they find their passions and and share it with you, it's just, it's the coolest feeling and I couldn't be prouder. And just know that one day you'll see an author named (laughs) Bailey Estep (laughs) and it will be your best summer read. Or, you know, wintry, cloudy day with a blanket and fire Read. I am all
1: about the rainy day books. Yeah. All Mm -hmm. about them. Mm -hmm.
0: So, we've talked, I feel like, a little bit of everything, but is there, you know, because with this community, of course we're capturing those of us that have been out of sport for like 10 years, which is crazy, and some people might say like, oh, you should have it figured out by now, right? No. right? Yes, thank you, yeah, no. <laughs> we are all a work in progress all the time, forever, for the rest of our lives because that's how we grow and that's how we uh, progress towards what is lighting our soul up or making us happy. But anyway. And then we have this other part of this tribe that is being introduced, that just left their sport and are in that phase of like, being lost not sure which direction to go with their career with fitness with anything and we've both been there and it's just you kind of have to sit through it and go through that process but is there any advice that you would give the athlete that is just embarking on this transition out of sport
1: yeah I would say the first thing is don't don't be ashamed that you're missing it. Like, it's okay to be sad that Mm -hmm. it's over. Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, that's probably one of the things is that a lot of people try to be very accepting of something that they don't quite accept. It's almost like a false acceptance. Like, yeah, it's over and I'm doing great now. And it's okay to be like, I'm still figuring this out and I'm a bit of a hot mess. And that's okay. Embrace that mess. (laughs) (laughs) There is good there. There Um, is good uh, you know, life is messy in general. And I think once you kind of are able to face those feelings of it's over, whether mm-hmm. that be, you're happy that it's over. Cause sometimes it's time to walk away and you're mm-hmm. cool with that. And that's great. Like once you can face whatever it is that you're feeling in that moment and be honest with yourself, don't be afraid of what's next. Like, don't be afraid to try new things. Don't be afraid to take that next step and This is gonna sound like weird, but don't be afraid to separate yourself from the sport a little Mm -hmm. bit if that's what you need. Mm -hmm. Like it's okay to move on. You will always be an athlete. Yeah. You will always be an athlete, no matter what you are doing, because you have put in the hard work, the tears, the blood, the sweat. Mm -hmm. It was all there. It's just now you're just adding adding other pieces. You're gonna be, I don't know, the teacher, the writer, professional boxer. Sure, why not?
0: out there whatever you
1: want yeah. to do um I mean it's kind of one of those things where you're just building new versions of yourself mm-hmm. and they get to all be intertwined and you get to grow into this awesome person but you just have to embrace it yeah
0: like don't be afraid of that change so good so good well, this has been so fun. And we're in person. We are in the flesh, you guys. So <laughs> it's, it's literally just us sitting on the floor doing our makeup, like having a conversation, which is the greatest. But thank you so much for hopping on with us today. I'm so happy that I'm here with you and excited that my tribe or our tribe gets a better glimpse into a little bit of your sports story as well as just the amazing and incredible advice that you have from going through it so thank you thank you so much for having me I love her sports story yay